Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Good morning, Rod Squad. Maybe tomorrow I'll tell you guys about the big game that I went to in San Antonio with Snoop Dogg. Remember that one, Clark? The Lakers and Spurs? Snoop Dogg and I went, Bob. How about that? Snoop Dogg was sitting courtside. I was up in the nosebleeds, but we were in the arena at the same time. We were, I was there with him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Mm, it absolutely is. Happy Monday, everybody. Great to be here in this business. Great to be anywhere. Welcome to the RP Show. A very special episode today. Episode number 777. That's right, 777. Coming to you from hot and steamy South Florida and from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle as we welcome in our lovely and talented co-host and president of the whole shooting match, Darren Moose DuPont, as we crack the lid in a brand new week. Our guest coming up today, Broadway Bernie Nichols, as we preview the Stanley Cup final, which opens Wednesday. And Eddie Steele, a good, a longtime friend of mine, great cup champion, to talk a little CFL. Hey, Moose, what's shaking? Happy Monday. How was the weekend? Happy Monday. Great weekend. Uh, it was awesome. Spent it up in Saskatoon. And apparently, uh, episode 777, I got to go buy a lottery ticket or spin the slots or something like that today uh congratulations how was your weekend uh it was good you know we don't do the monday morning photo album anymore but i feel like i really feel most mondays like we should just do it for spits and giggles you know because it was real fun it was real fun went by mar-a-lago mar-a-lago on uh, sunday afternoon that is the well now the permanent residency of uh, donald j trump but for, and I think about that viewer in Burlington, Ontario. I can't remember his name, but I remember he wrote in last week and he's like, if the host is going to talk about Trump, I'm gone. And I'm like, see if, see you later, dude. And he never came back. I admire that, man. He's the, a man of his word. I'm tooling around Mar a Lago, though, on Sunday. Trump wasn't there, just so you know. It was a national historic site. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. So I uh, did that and tooled around West Palm Beach and weren't anything, just got ready for the Stanley Cup final, visited with some friends. So those would make some really good photos. Yeah, it was good. I'm glad you heard that you had a good weekend. Now, can we hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Let's quit. Um, let's quit fiddling around here because I got a lot of things that I want to get to, uh, Moose. The buzz is building in Denver where the Colorado Avalanche prepare for their first Stanley Cup final since 2001. Game one Wednesday at Ball Arena, nicknamed the Loud House, will mark the first time the two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning and Avalanche have met in the NHL postseason. Colorado swept the orders, as we know, in the Western Conference Final. Tampa Bay disposed of the Rangers in six. Reading the NHL's public relations feed this morning, they said, dream matchup, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. And I'm like, like the character in uh, Shores, settle down. It's not a dream matchup unless you're the fans of the Avalanche and the Lightning. Am I right? Yeah, I think, you know, you can always uh, try and 
draw storylines to make it a dream matchup and the NHL will do that. I think it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> I think, you know, the dream matchup is that you've got Tampa Bay trying to win three in a row. They're, you know, the modern day dynasty, unbelievable high skill too. And they're great goaltender. And then you've got the, the explosive avalanche. So I think from a skill perspective, lots of stars, lots of name value in a Stanley cup final. So that's good. I didn't say it's a bad matchup. I'm just saying it's not a dream matchup. I mean, going into the year, we weren't drooling going, oh, Tampa Bay, Colorado. Sure hope it's Tampa Bay, Colorado. I mean, we're kind of getting tired of the lightning. And again, I'm reading the morning skate, as they call it. And trust me, I love it. NHL's my favorite league. You never forget your first, Moose. And that was the first league I ever fell in love with. There's five lightning that have never won the Stanley Cup before. Off the top of my head, Nick Paul, Pierre-Edward Belmar, Brandon Hagel. There's three of them. Um, Corey Perry is appearing in his third straight Stanley Cup final with his third different team. Dallas, Montreal, and Tampa for Corey Perry. The only other guy to do that in NHL history is Marian Hossa. That's what the public address announcer used to call him. How about that? He played for the Winterhawks. Right, and I was there. So I'm not down on it. We've got a lot of friends with the Tampa Bay organization. I'm just saying... Vegas, Florida might have a little more schutzpah and pizzazz, but we're going to be watching anyways. And our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. Who are you cheering for in the Stanley Cup final? It's very simple. Colorado or Tampa Bay? And the last I saw, 62% on Twitter saying they would be cheering for the Colorado Avalanche. And I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for that, not the least of which is Tampa Bay's won it the last two years. We invite you to vote on that poll over the next 24 hours. Now, moving on. I've got my hockey in 1A, 1B, 1C, Moose. You don't know this is coming. In a story just straight out of Saskatchewan. You know you know those T-shirts straight out of Compton? This is sass. No, sauce. Straight out of Saskatchewan. I get a text on the weekend that Barry Trotz was in a gas station in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Ran into some junior hockey players there in the gas station. I want to say this was about Saturday morning and said he was on his way to Winnipeg to take the job as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. Hot damn! And, uh, right, so I'm like, again, and I've seen that a letter, Kenny. Couldn't you see it? You know, Barry Trotz <laughs> is at the pouring coffee at a gas station and these two junior hockey players are there and they get talking and then, what are you doing, Trotzy? Oh, I'm going to Winnipeg to take the Jets job. Should we believe that? Or like I, if you read my column this weekend, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to be in the insider business or not because I get flamed for all the news that, that I report. So what do you think about that? I think that's awesome. I really do. I think that's, that's, that's hockey, man. That's hockey. That's yeah. small town hockey. The fact that, you know, he's, first of all, driving to Winnipeg. Like, <laughs> what do you think he should not my first. Oh, I see. Yeah. He should be flying into Winnipeg. Like, not my first choice, I, but I've taken that drive. But that's hockey guys that like being on the road and getting the gas station. Like, I can just see it, picking up the coffee, probably got the talk radio on or the country music station or whatever Barry's into, and he's going to Winnipeg. And it's just Saskatchewan guys, man. I love it. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's funny you say that, and I could sit and talk about this forever. Again, I'm here in South Florida where there are hockey fans, but they're not dyed in the wool hockey fans. but 
I try and just tell them about the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, where we're from and where you are. You know, once I left the Rough Riders and started to have a life and go out to the lakes in the summertime, and I would be running into all the hockey guys at the lakes, and they're like, oh, it's weird not listening to you on the Rider game. The Mike Babcocks, the Tippets, the Simpsons, the Mansons, Chico Rash, for God's sakes. You never know who's driving through Saskatchewan in the summertime, and I was always the guy on the radio. Right? So it was all the hockey guys. So it's really not that hard to believe that Barry Trotz would run into some junior hockey players in a gas station in Swift Current. But I didn't tweet it because I'm like, hey, I don't want this to go sideways. I'll just wait until we get on national television on Monday morning and drop it then or afternoon in the East. So yeah, take that with for whatever you want. 1C, point 1C, out of Hamilton. Mason McTavish's second goal of the afternoon early in the third period proved to be the winner Sunday as the Hamilton Bulldogs edge the Windsor Spitfires 3-2 in Game 5 of the Ontario Hockey League Championship. Thanks to a 3-2 overtime win in Windsor on Friday, the Bulldogs now are up 3-2. They're one win away from the Memmer, which will be played in St. John, New Brunswick, June 20th to the 29th. Game 6 tonight in Windsor. Seventh game, if needed, will go Wednesday in the Hammer. And the WHL final could end tonight as well. Game six in Edmonton, Rogers Place. The Oil Kings can't seem to close the door, Moose, on the Seattle Thunderbirds. Uh, So game six tonight, Edmonton leading three games to two. So it is a little strange, a little strange, mid-June, talking about this, but I like it. I love it. It's so great. And I'm watching the games on the weekend. Like I think, you know, that Edmonton-Seattle game was maybe – at or near the top of my viewing list like I was watching that game and it was great and and the arena in Edmonton was full or at least it looked full they had the lower bowl Mm -hmm. what looked like sold out and probably most of the upper bowl it looked awesome the crowd was there the game was great and uh it was a lot of fun so uh and uh, um Kevin Sawyer was on the call of the game so I had a lot of fun and I hope uh I'm gonna watch the game tonight too Our hockey coverage, NHL, WHL, OHL, you name it, brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. They also bring you Rods Rants to schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services. Call 306-781-2090 or visit their website, broncoplumbing.com. Guys, tell Camco we were talking about him today in the warm-up, and there'll be some nervous Nellies there. A lot of Avalanche fans working at Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Moving on to point two, CFL week one buzz. That's what I have. And there's a lot. Um, Here's your scores. Calgary beat Montreal 30-27. to Last minute field goal win there. Winnipeg beat Ottawa as they raised a banner Friday night in Winnipeg. Blue Bombers won 19-17. Another last minute field goal win. And then a doubleheader on Saturday. Saskatchewan beating Hamilton 30-13. to And I couldn't stay up, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't. Saw the score the next morning. I'm like, the BC Lions destroyed Chris Jones, Edmonton Elks, 59-15. Moose, I talked to the CFL yesterday. Everything's great. They appreciate the coverage. They said, use our photos, whatever you need. We're here for you. And that was a great feeling. I was on the Ticats official audio network this morning. We were recording it. I thought it was live, but we were recording it. Me, Dave Naylor, Matt Cause, TSN personalities, Bubba O'Neill from Global Television in Hamilton or CHCH. 
It's like the mafia moose. I try to get out. They keep pulling me back in. I got to think the CFL's happy about week one and uh, what went down in the games. I think they are. Yeah, it was incredibly exciting. And that was the, the capper, and it was the best story, I think, was Nathan Rourke. Five touchdowns in the game, almost 300 yards passing. He threw three, ran for two more, not just little one-yard sneaks. I think the one was a 17-yard touchdown run. Um, to have a Canadian show up and, and play like that in that building, that atmosphere was the best of the weekend, too, right? It was full. It was awesome. At least the lower bowl was. Well, and a good chunk of the yeah. upper bowl um, was starting to get some seats in there. So I thought it, was, it looked great on TV, and the game was good. I feel like we need to back up a minute. You said Nathan Rourke was the story of the week. Well, he's the quarterback of the BC Lions. I'm sure a lot of our viewers are like, whoa, whoa, whoa what, who? He's new on the scene. So, and I don't want to steal the thunder or scoop the Ticats Audio Network's podcast, which they'll be dropping within, I would assume, in the next 24 hours. But Naylor and I got in a quite a fight over that. David Naylor, the TSN uh, CFL insider, over Nathan Rourke. And I said, you know, the BC Lions get very upset when, you, when we refer to him as the Canadian quarterback, Nathan Rourke. And the reason I don't want to scoop this, scoop ourselves, is we got in kind of a heated thing because Matthew Cause is the radio guy on the afternoon show, TSN Radio in Toronto. He's like, Toronto's Nathan Rourke did this. And I'm like... Every headline I saw coming out of the weekend was Victoria's Nathan Rourke leads the BC Lions to victory. So I said, what, are we going to rip him in half at the waist or up and down? Or, like, who's he belong to here? And then we got in this huge fight over Canadian quarterbacks. You know, is it an insult? Why is it an insult to refer to somebody as a Canadian quarterback? So, anyways, that's a lot of the talk. And before I move on, because I feel like this is going to come up, Throughout the show, of course, because as you said in the morning meeting, it's week one of the CFL heading into week two. Of course, we're going to talk about it. Show airs on Game Plus Television Network, which is anchored out of Toronto, and it is a stone's throw from BMO Field, the Game Plus Studios, Anthem Sports. I don't know how many of you watched the V hit. And Darren and I kicked this around before the show. Like, how many of our viewers saw Simone Lawrence, the Ticats linebacker, hitting my guy? My favorite pro football player. I like Cody Fajardo even more than Tom Brady, the quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I love him. But Simone Lawrence hit him right here in the back of the neck. And thank God Cody was fine, probably because he plays on God's team. And I mean on Team God. Um, That's why he was fine. But I'm saying Simone Lawrence running around, hitting quarterbacks in the head. It's not new. And I saw the panelist, David Sanchez, going, well, the other defender had his hand on Simone. You know, it wasn't really. He knew what he was doing, okay? Stop. Stop. This isn't the first time that he's done it. He's a headhunting linebacker. And as long as the CFL doesn't do anything about it, we have a phrase in the recovery world that's called that says, nothing changes if nothing changes. As long as Simone Lawrence is around, able to run around and, and hit quarterbacks in the head, he scrambled Zach Caleros' notes. Thank God he came back to play and become the top player in the league. But, Darren, do you think Thursday, Simone Lawrence will be hearing of a fine for the Hamilton linebacker for his head on Cody Fajardo? Yeah, I could see it. I don't think we'll see a suspension. I think we could see a fine for sure. Um, you know, 
It wasn't as bad as some of the other hits he's had, obviously. You know, the direct hits to heads that have knocked players out. I mean, Cody never got knocked out, so that's a good thing. Um, but it could have been, and it was really close to that, and that's why I think it's probably worthy of a, of a small fine. But, um, yeah, it's tough because, you know, when you see a quarterback in a vulnerable spot, we're trying to protect them, right? Without quarterbacks in the game, viewership goes down. It's, it's, it's that simple. We have to protect the quarterbacks at all costs. Uh, point three, Brooke Henderson capped a brilliant Sunday by winning her 11th LPGA Tour. The 24-year-old from Smiths Falls, Ontario, eagled the first playoff hole and beat Lindsay Weaver-Wright of Wait Hill, Ohio, in the 54-hole ShopRite LPGA Classic. So way to go, Brooke. She's just so awesome. Rory McIlroy won the RBC Open on Sunday and gave the PGA Tour a strong response to the start of the Saudi-funded Live Golf Invitational, closing with an 8-under-62 to win a wild race to the finish with Justin Thomas and Tony Finau. And one more, point four, and then we'll pause. Vladdy homered, Ross Stripling pitched one hit ball for six innings, and the Toronto Blue Jays went on to beat the Detroit Tigers 6-0 on Sunday. The Blue Jays took two or three from Detroit, giving them 13 victories in their past 17 games. The surging Jays return home tonight to open a four-game series against the Baltimore Orioles at Rogers Center. We'll pick up with the rest of the Quick Six when we come back on the way today. Bet Regal NHL Ambassador Bernie Nichols and CFL great Eddie Steele. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network or live streaming on YouTube as well, of course, in 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Brand new week, episode number 777, coming your way from South Florida. And we're brought to you in part by Taco Time, real food, real value, real flavor. Taco Time has over 120 locations across Canada. That means there's always one near you. I'm going to jump into the viewer comments in a minute. I'm just going to read a couple more sports items, and then we'll bring in the moose as well. Point five of my quick six show topics. The NBA Finals took the weekend off, but game five of the best of seven championship goes tonight. At the Chase Center in San Francisco, the Celtics and Golden State Warriors are all tied up to two. And point six, Max Verstappen extended his Formula One championship lead Sunday with a victory in the Azerbaijan Grand Prix after Charles Leclerc retired from the lead with an engine failure. Lewis Hamilton complained of severe back pain after finishing fourth, which could put a damper on the upcoming Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal. And I have in notes here NLL, CEBL, CHL as well. We'll get to that in the sports update. If we can bring the Moose in, I think you finished watching Drive to Survive, Moose. Is Max Verstappen the Wayne Gretzky of Formula One racing? Because why would I watch it? He's winning every race. It's not a lot of drama there from what I can see. Yeah, I think Max Verstappen is the Connor McDavid of the current. Formula One okay. racing. I think Lewis Hamilton might OG. be the Wayne Gretzky or, you know, at least oh. in the past little bit. Lewis Hamilton would you okay. know, used to win all the time, right? At least recently. Um, and then you go all the way back to the Schumachers and stuff like that. But I think uh, Verstappen is the new guy. He's killing it. Yeah, I'm new to the thing, but it seems like every time I'm reading it, and if I'm around the television on a Sunday morning, I will watch the F1, but it's, he's always winning. It's not that interesting. Somebody needs to run him out into the ditch. 
right. Somebody needs to somebody needs to run them. Isn't that how we do it? Oh, and <laughs> by the way, um, the guy is back. I'm not going to give you his last name, but Mark in Burlington, who said, if the host of the Rod Peterson show brings up Donald Trump, I'm never watching again. He's back. <laughs> right. He's watching today in Burlington, Ontario. I knew it. Good afternoon, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Um, Stephen Jacobson's watching in North Dakota, North Dakota, where he drives across the line into Estevan and eats at Taco Time on Kensington Avenue. He says, it is not necessary to wait until July 1st or 4th. The RP show often lights fireworks fuses. <laughs> I don't think there's been anything overly explosive this morning. Maybe you know this, Moose. Brad is texting in from Swifty. And he says, hey, fellas, Brad here in Swift Current. Kind of curious why the Oil Kings get five home games. Love the show. Thanks. I got to do the math here. Did they go two? They didn't go two, three, I think, two. What did they do with that series? Are you? Sh- well, I thought it was two, three, two. I, as in, I thought the games, ten, the last two are in Seattle. No, but, but game five was in what- Edmonton. Game well, unless I completely yeah. botched it. Ah, Clark. Producer Clark is talking in our ear about the, thank you for that, Clark, that it was 2-2-3, I think, for the first time in WHL history. Is that sound 2-2-3? Okay. Um, and there was a lot of controversy around it. There's always controversy around that. I'm not sure I want to get into that today. It reminds me, watch your feet, guys, because I'm going to drop some names. Hell yeah! But the 1979 or 80 Stanley Cup final, whichever was the Islanders' first, <laughs> we're talking 40 some years ago here, okay? So forgive me if I have it wrong, but Clark Gillies said the National Hockey League changed the format of the Stanley Cup final in the middle of it to favor the Canadiens. That's what Clark thought. And our good friend Clarky passing away in January, as you know, he took that one to the grave. He never got over it. Which, which the Islanders ended up coming back to win, if I had that correct. But <sighs> you're never going to make everybody happy, right? Back to Ricky Nelson. How much do you know about this? Because I'm looking at the results of the games and the locales, Darren, and going, I don't really know what's going on here, but it's not going to keep me up at night. But it seems like it's keeping some people up at night. I know. I, I No, I don't know enough about it, and I want to go and look into it and and check it out. All I know is I watched the game on Saturday night. It was in Edmonton, and the building was packed, and the game was great. That's what And I'm... tonight's game's in Edmonton, so that's five, six, seven, two, two, three, like Clark said. Thank you, Clark. He's not just a pretty face, our producer. Um, Daryl is Daryl is watching in Sherwood Park, Alberta, the home of Sam Steele. And Daryl says... You shall not talk about the Elks versus Lions game. Well, I wish that that were a fact, but Cole in Nanaimo, BC, is watching on Game Plus television right now, and he wants us to talk about it, and he writes in and says, Hey, guys, I know it's week one, and it's only the Elks. (laughs) And I'm sure you're tired of hearing about Nathan Rourke already, but what was your impressions of his play, and what do you expect from him moving forward? And a a couple things on that. Number one, I joined a Twitter space this morning, Darren. Are you familiar with this? 
Twitter. I am. Are you How familiar? was your first it, experience? It's not overly. It's not overly new, but it's new to me. And so this yeah. call, um, I, I was invited into a Twitter space for CFL fans, and yeah, why the heck not? It, there's rules to it. You know, you have to be polite. And you have to be kind. You can't be a jerk. And I'm like, I think I can follow those rules. So they're promoting our show on there, and they want us to talk about the CFL there, and I'm, I think that's a pretty good thing. And it's actually funny because one day I was at Theo Fleury's house. Again, watch your feet. I'm going to drop some names here. I don't want to break any toes. And Theo's got his phone out like this. And I'm like, what are you doing, Theo? He goes, well, it's this cool thing. I'm in this Twitter space. I'm like, what, what is it? Ah, they're talking about Trudeau in here. And I'm like, ah, not interested. I'm not. <laughs> what do I want to talk about Trudeau? I get enough of Trudeau. But if it's for CFL fan stuff and it's positive and it's to promote the CFL or for that matter, Stanley Cup or junior hockey or any of the things that we're into, I'm here for it. So thank you for inviting us into the CFL fans Twitter space, which now I'm part of, and I would invite you to be part of it there. Nathan Rourke. Cool. Ohio Bobcat alum. We had him on the show. And he seems like another Joe uh, Burrow. Not, he's not the next Joe Burrow, but I'm just saying he's very mature, stoic, serious. He seems like the kind of quarterback you want leading your football team. And Colton Nanaimo wants to know what we thought. You extolled his virtues here. Yeah, five touchdowns. I don't care that it's only against Edmonton. Like, we can sit and kick this around. As much. You can only beat who's in front of you. So they kicked their ass. That's Edmonton's problem, not BC's problem. Like, 34000 and change there in a BC place went home happy. Maybe they won't have a problem paying the 68 bucks if they had fun. Right? Everything went their way that night. And for a team that hasn't had much go their way for about a decade, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and we should be okay with it. I mean, it's great. And when a quarterback like that can bring in some local fans or, or that tie um, and he plays really well, that gets the fans excited. So in that game, it was really important for BC to play well and engage that 34,000 people, right? And they did that. So hopefully they'll come back. And for Rourke, you know, I thought he was really mobile. I thought he was calm and poised. He completed a high percentage of his passes. So he was clean. You know, he made great decisions, didn't really turn the ball over. And there's been worse teams in the CFL than the Edmonton Elks that we're watching, right? But this is the game. biggest lead that, Ed, that, that BC has ever had at the half of any game, ever. So it was more about how great BC played than how bad Edmonton played. Fair. And everybody was ha 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 on Jones and whatever. People were tweeting me Saturday night going, can we get some Chris Jones impressions on this? We only do Chris Jones impressions that are positive. Uh, hockey guy texting me. He says the format's 2-2-3 for the WHL final. The last three games in Edmonton, the Showware Center in Kent, Washington book for graduation ceremonies. Seattle is the designated home team for Game 6 tonight. Oh, sure. How that'll go over in Edmonton. So they get to come out to their own music, which will be rock and roll, Gary Glitter. But everybody's going to be cheering for the Oil Kings. Thank you, Hockey Guy, for the text on that. Again, the format 2-2-3. Not sure how that one slipped by me. I'm usually on top of this stuff. 
but trying to stay on top of the NLL and uh, the CEBL and everything else, too. That's no excuse. But before Moose vacates, we've got about four minutes left in this segment, I do want to do a sports update for the uh, weekend, coming out of the weekend, because the NLL finals going to a Game 3, deciding Game 3. Saskatchewan Rattlers came back, had a seven-point uh, comeback victory at Niagara. I'm um, just going to read some viewer comments here. Mandy in Edmonton says, was Edmonton that bad or BC that good or a combo? I didn't see the game. I'm shocked. She's the biggest Elks fan that I know. That she, But it was late. I didn't see it either. Just the highlights, and from what I understand, it was a combination of both. Phil Kershaw's watching, the former CFL chairman of the board. He says, so the biggest story of week one is Nathan Work. But 35,000-plus at BC Place. Huge for the CFL and the future of the franchise. Kudos to new owner Amar Doman. Um, Amar, I did a little reading. I think I said this on the air Friday, Moose, that Amar is saying local ownership. That's the reason for this ignited excitement in BC. He goes, I couldn't be in Vancouver and run the Montreal Alouettes. It's local ownership. I think it's a little more to it than that. But it's fascinating, and I think the fans find it somewhat fascinating, similar to that Winning Time documentary. I'm shocked that you did not finish, or even watch a few more episodes of it, because it's so good, talking about the Lakers. It's literally like putting a GoPro on Jerry Buss, the owner of the Lakers. And as much as, shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but he's a bit of a sleazeball, this ownership is fascinating. Because if you, the more you watch that, Darren, you're going to find out. People don't really know who the presidents or the owners are. But they're the guys running the show. The buck stops on their desk. And Amar Doman's off to a hell of a start. Eh? He's off to a great start. And, you know, you see how you, you, you continue it. But you're right. You know, it starts at the top, and those guys are the leaders. And, uh, you know, success goes through them and, you know, the people that they bring in and, and, and how they treat their employees and all the rest. But, uh, yeah, great start for BC and love what Amar's, Amar's been able to do. Uh, 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 got some really good comments coming in here today. Ryan in Toronto watching on YouTube says CFL week one was great. And I thought the red blacks were about to pull off the upset drop pass by my guy, Jalen Acklin. That sucks. Jeff, the stamps fan says, I disagree. Darren, the Elks team may be the worst ever. It's like Jones. It's the worst I've seen. From oh, weed and wrestling. On the, on, uh, so I saw, I saw. Chris on the <laughs> People were does. sending me pictures. <laughs> From weed and wrestling, he says, press one. If you think Rob Peterson, I think he means me, if Rod Peterson would be awesome to have a beer and shoot the bull with, you are seven years and 38 days too late on that one. But we can go for a coffee. No more beer in this guy. Moose, we'll see you back in hour uh, two. Cool? You got it. A quick sports update. The National Lacrosse League Finals will have a decisive winner-take-all Game 3 as the Colorado Mammoth came from behind to defeat the Buffalo Bandits at Ball Arena in Denver Saturday night before a loud house crowd of 10,082. The Mammoth scored five unanswered goals to take control in the second half and secure the 11-8 victory to force the deciding Game 3. It'll go this upcoming Saturday at Key Bank Center in Buffalo. The Saskatchewan Rattlers came back from seven down going into Elam time to defeat the Niagara River Lions 86-81 Sunday in the Canadian Elite Basketball League. 
Rattlers three and three. Niagara Falls to four and three. The Scarborough Shooting Stars of the CEBL started their Western road trip in fine form. They ended the Edmonton Stingers four-game win streak with a 78-69 victory at Edmonton Expo Center on Sunday. I'm going to tell you a story about Edmonton Expo Center later. But Glenn Sather said something to me that I almost wet myself on the bench at Edmonton Expo Center in 1997. And the Hamilton Honey Badgers continued their winning streak with an 80-68 road win over the Newfoundland Growlers on Sunday. It marked Hamilton's first ever win over the Growlers. Well, I would hope they're an expansion team. Newfoundland still searching for their first win. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of slow pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Bernie Nichols next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, live across all 10 provinces and 31 U.S. states. Live on YouTube, streaming as well, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the RP Show as we turn our attention to hockey. And we're going to tell you, though, the Taco Time viewer takeover is coming up next segment. So get your questions and comments in. You can fire uh, your questions at Bernie Nichols with us now, the NHL ambassador for Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner, same as the CFLs as well. Happy Monday, Bernie. And here we are, Colorado, Tampa Bay, opening game one Wednesday in Denver. I suppose this is a matchup we probably shouldn't have been overly surprised by. Are you? Yeah, no. Uh, I, I really thought they were the best two teams. Uh, it should be good. Both series, the last ones were great. I thought Edmonton would maybe go a little farther, but uh, they just didn't have the goaltending. And I think New York surprised a lot of people. But at the end of the day, I think uh, Tampa's the defending Stanley Cup champs for a reason. You're always the champs until you're beaten. No one's beat them yet. No, and we're running a poll question here. Who are you cheering for? 62% of respondents are saying for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, they'll be cheering for the Avs. I probably will, too, just to have a new champion. Do you have a rooting interest in this game or this series, Bernie? I really don't. Uh, I, I, I really like Nathan McKinnon. You know, I'd like to see him win. Good old Canadian boy. Um, I love the fact that Tampa Bay, three years in a row, I always cheer for greatness. I, I always have. Uh, I like to see teams and people do great things. And, and what Tampa Bay is doing right now, it's special. And it's hard not to root for them. I know there's a lot of people that are going to take um, Colorado just because Tampa's won it before. But uh, to me, it, I, I don't really care who wins. If, if Colorado win, I'm, I'm really happy for Nathan, like I said, and, and some other guys there. But if Tampa win... I, I enjoy what they're doing, so I'm good with that, too. I'd like a good series, as would you. I would like a long series. And before we actually look ahead, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your former team, the Rangers. I saw a graphic on the ESPN broadcast about how young they are. 20, 21, 22. They're like just a little older than a junior team. So are they going to be around for a while, do you think, or is this a flash in the pan? No, they are because they got great goaltending. Um, they, uh, like you said, they're young. They got a great coach. 
I think the directions is really good. Uh, this will this will help them for next year uh, moving forward. It, you know, they say you got to lose before you can win, and uh, they had a great series, and it was tough. You know, you you watch the boys, and and then I, to this day, I I still don't understand the reporters. Uh, there's a couple kids there, and you know how how you feeling? What are you feeling right now? And you just want to go through the the TV like the, the stupidest question in the world is you ask a, a professional athlete how you feeling after uh, you lose, right? Like you, you played all year through injuries and just the, the work that goes into it, like, how do you think they feel? And that's just the dumbest question ever. So uh, you could see it on the kids. Like I said, you knew they gave it all and uh, they're hurt. And and when you see an athlete, you know, crying after they get beat, you know that he's in it for the right reasons and uh, the work that goes into it. So I, I think they'll learn from it. And I think they're going to be good for a few years to come. Yeah, well, they're certainly fun to watch, for sure. And as a fan of goaltending, uh, I'm a big fan of Igor Shesterkin. Now, speaking of goaltending, as we do turn our attention to the Stanley Cup Final, I'm going to go through some check marks. You tell me who te- which team gets the check marks here, and let's start in goal of the Stanley Cup Final, Colorado versus Tampa Bay. Who's getting the check mark there? Uh, no question, Tampa Bay. Like They have, if not the greatest goalie in the world, definitely close to it. You know, as as well as Kemper's played, he he's still a backup, right? Like he was a backup in L.A. I know he was backing up Jonathan Quick, but uh, I just can't see uh, you taking Colorado over them with goaltending. Goaltending definitely goes to Tampa Bay. I'm with you. I has Colorado named a starting goalie yet? At last I saw, Jared Bednar, their head coach, didn't want to name it. Have you seen? I have not seen if they've named a game one no. starter yet. Yeah, I have not. I'd be surprised if if they go back to Camper. Uh, Camper, like uh, the other kids, just played too well. So I don't know. It's tough. I'm with you. I'm with you. But an easy check mark to put beside Tampa Bay in goal. To the blue line, we've got two Norris finalists here: Kale McCarr in Colorado, Victor Hedman of Tampa Bay. Um, two very good blue lines. Who are you giving the check mark to there? Well, I still have to go to Tampa. As much as I think. Colorado have the best one in the league by far in uh, McCarr. But, I mean, group, that defense in, in Tampa Bay, they're big, they're strong, they're mean. Uh, that, that's that been the difference of every series. That's why uh, Tampa's got to where they're at. And if they're going to win, that will be why, goaltending defense. So I got to give the nod to uh, Tampa again. So there's two, goaltending and blue line. To the forwards, and again, we're talking about two great teams, Stanley Cup final. There's great players on both sides, but who would you give the check mark to um, as far as the forward position here, Avalanche or Lightning? Well, I think I have to go with Colorado just because of Nathan, uh, but I think his supporting cast isn't as good as the other one, like with Kucherov, Stamkos. That one-two punch is is ridiculous. Um, once again. Tampa may be deeper in that department, and all depends if Kadri plays or not. But um, you know, but point if point comes back too, they're just like they're just so defensive as a group, sound, and uh, as far as skill goes. Like you look at both power plays; they're both amazing. Which you may be going to get to that, but um, I don't know. I, I think I'll give it to Colorado just because of Nathan. Um, 
but it, it's close. We got to give him a check mark on something, so it'll be forwards. And I would think he's the best forward in the series. And just like the '80s, you would check the forwards that for whichever team Gretzky was on. And you know what I'm talking about because you were there. And my favorite, right. one of my favorite check marks is coaching. Here, Jared Bednar versus John Cooper. Uh, who are you giving the check mark to there? Well, I think you got to go with the defending Stanley Cup champs back to back. You know, Cooper to me. And he's a great coach. Both of them are great, no, no question. But I think when you look what uh, Cooper's done, it, it's hard not to give them the check mark. There you go. Well, with that, we would think it would be a Tampa Bay win in this Stanley Cup final. So uh, there's the thoughts of NHL ambassador Bernie Nichols of Bet Regal. And by the way, how did you get hooked up with the Bet Regal guy? Somebody said that you're a friend of or a relation, one of the other ambassadors. How did this come to be, Bernie? Yeah, uh, it was actually uh, my partner that I do uh, my my events in uh, was good friends with Mike, the uh, owner of Bet Regal, and they were looking for some ambassadors. And uh, so Scott Sutherland, who it was, he he asked them about me, and so I ended up going to get Damon Allen and uh, Matt Dunnigan. So uh, it worked out great. Obviously, I I like to to bat and and have fun that way so it was a perfect match well i i love it love having you on the team and it's cool that you were recruiting for the team and i guess if you love to bet then what's your bet on this stanley cup final you know what um <laughs> i i don't think anybody can beat uh tampa i don't i just think their goaltending is too good their defense is too good uh, even though um the speed Tampa, if they can handle the speed, because Colorado's got speed, they handled Toronto's speed, and Toronto probably had the, the fastest team in the East. So if uh, if the speed can get to them, uh, maybe Colorado can win. But if I was to bet, you know, I still have to take, uh, take Tampa, but hope Colorado, hope Nathan wins, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think we broke it down pretty well in terms of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think we broke yeah. it down pretty well with the check marks. I know which yeah. way I'm leaning now. Bernie, thanks for this, my man. Enjoy the hockey. We'll chat next week. You got it. Thanks for having me. NHL Ambassador Bernie Nichols from Bet Regal. By the way, sign up. Get an account at betregal.ca today and use the hashtag legends, the promo code legends, and get a welcome bonus deposited Write in your account from Bet Regal. Again, use the promo code LEGEND. We've got a Taco Time viewer takeover coming up next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV. We're live streaming on YouTube as well. And if you missed any portion of the show, catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's Viewer Takeover presented by Taco Time. Did you know Taco Time has been around for over 40 years? This iconic brand and a Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries. Every year, there's always one near you. I don't know where to go. We've got comments coming in from every direction here. 
Uh, I'll go to the text line. The number's right up on the screen. 902-518-3033. I again welcome Mark in Hamilton, or Mark in Burlington, who said he was leaving if I talked about Donald Trump again, but he's back. And I went to Mar-a-Lago Sunday, but Don wasn't there. But it's a national historical site. It was fun, and I appreciate you, Mark, checking in today. And for the Ticats fans that are watching, whether it be on YouTube right now or Game Plus TV, because we're carried on Kojiko Cable and Rogers all across Ontario, go to the Ticats website, Ticats Digital Network. I am on this week's show along with Bubba O'Neill. You know Bubba. Dave Naylor from TSN Television. Matt Cause from TSN Radio talking about the Ticats' week one loss at the Rough Riders. 30, uh, what was the final? 30 to 13. Um, Ken Pearson watching in Nipawa, Manitoba regarding the format of the Western Hockey League final, which blew my mind and a lot of other people's. 2-2-3 format. I think this is the first in the history of the Western Hockey League. Game six tonight in Edmonton, but Seattle's the home team. Don't ask. Like, if Edmonton wins, they're going to the memory. If Seattle wins, where's game seven? Thank you, Ken and Nipwa, for pointing that art out. Cole in Nanaimo, BC. I checked him out on Twitter. Former, a former quarterback of the Vancouver Island Raiders. Cole says, thanks for the shout-out. I mentioned him earlier because he's part of this CFL fan Twitter space. I'm just learning what this is. He said, if you could drop a little teaser, we're having newly signed Rough Riders DB on our Twitter space at some point this week. So what, guys and gals go in there and they answer questions? So it says it's a community? Cool. Last minute of play in hour one. Daryl from Sherwood Park, Alberta, writes in. He says, I was at Oil Kings game two. Surprisingly, there was a good contingent of Seattle fans there. Oh, shoot. We played Seattle in the league final. We being the Regina Pats, God's team, in 2017? Yeah. Parking lot was jammed with Seattle fans. Now, there was a lot of SAS kids on Seattle, but still they travel well. They were tailgating, taking over our parking lot. They brought their fans with them. And they won the series, so you better watch out. Going to be a real fun hour, too. I can just feel it. A lot of CFL, NHL talk, junior hockey, whatever. And the Moose will be back with us. And Eddie Steele, Grey Cup champ, Elks analyst. That's all coming up after this break on Game Plus TV. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.